Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen and I have today a great show lined up to talk about issues that are really important to us right now. And when it comes to our kids, there is nothing more nothing more precious and nothing more important and we will do whatever we must do to protect our kids. And it's amazing you know, you hear the term mama bear and papa bear, and Allie refers to them in her segment. And it's a real thing. I mean, parents get incredibly protective. And when you want to start messing with mama bear, be prepared. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Be prepared for the wrath that's coming at you if you start messing with the babies. And I think that's been going on. And I think it's been tempered quite a bit, but the truth is there have been some pretty egregious, I'll call it violations of our kids' health and happiness. And that's the one thing as a society, a civil society, that we are supposed to protect at all costs. That's, that's the thing you do. You take care of the kids and you protect them. So I have with me today a couple of ladies who are going to talk about the situation going on in the local Frederick County community. And, you know, Success Happens is about blending business and politics. And when you talk about the business of education, and it is a business within government, there's a whole bunch of politics in it right now. And I think we've really lost sight, we, maybe they, have really lost sight about what's in the best interest of the kids. And I think that politics is prevailing over common sense. And so I'm really pleased to have with me today Jamie Brennan and Cindy Rose to talk about their positions and the progress that they're making on the issues. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So, Jamie, tell me a little bit about your organization and how did you get involved? I'm assuming you're a mama bear. So how did you get involved in all of this muckety-muck around education and unmasking our kids? I had been involved as the uh, treasurer for a brief period for my children's charter school. And that kind of gave me a little bit of an insight into the workings of FCPS and some of the things that were going on there. As the masking and the COVID rules drug on and drug on, I was looking for a way to kind of start to fight back. Um, and I found a group called Moms for Liberty. It's a national organization. Uh, originated out of Florida in January of 2021, I went about looking to find out how to be a chapter chair or to start a chapter, to join a chapter. So ultimately there wasn't a chapter in Frederick County. And so I said, okay, I got to figure out how to join this and how to do this. So I started soliciting for uh, members on a bunch of different, like kind of like-minded aligned Facebook groups and people I knew and we cobbled a chapter together and our chapter started in October of 2021. We have um, right now about 60 active members. Um, and then we have a couple hundred to follow us, our group on Facebook. We're pretty selective. Our Facebook group is really designed for our group to talk and organize. 
So it's not a public group, but we have quite a few community members that participate. We're growing. So we have a meeting every month and every month there's a few new faces. So it's fantastic. That's awesome. You know, they say that ingenuity comes when there's a need and clearly there's been a need and you guys creating a chapter that's impressive. So what is the status of things from where you sit in terms of, because we've had some changes, the governor came out and frankly reacted to the pressure that he was feeling from parents across the state. Uh, I don't know why it took so long, frankly, for that pressure to kick in, but it did. They no longer going to require government offices to have masking. Although I will tell you, and I won't say who, I don't want to get this guy in trouble, but a government worker said that his boss is going to continue to require it. You know, that's pretty outrageous, right? Like, give it a rest. But apparently people don't even have to comply with the governor. So where are we right now? Well, it's been pretty frustrating. I feel like um, FCPS and the State Board of Dispute and Hogan have been basically playing a, you know, a, a, a game of hot potato And, you know, they've been bouncing, oh, this is your responsibility. This is not mine. This is not my fault. This is your fault. So right now we are currently at a position where um, apparently we have enough of a vaccination rate in the county to meet one of the MSDE off-ramps. Off-ramp, you mean the the threshold that has to be met. Yep. So the MSDE came out several months ago and said, you know, overruled local districts. Frederick County had already decided at that point they were going to institute a mask requirement, at least for a certain period of time. But they overruled all the districts and they mandated every district in the county had a mask mandate. Um, And then they came out subsequent to that and created uh, rules for getting out of the mask mandate, certain um, thresholds that you had to meet. Uh, one was if 80% of the kids in a particular school are vaccinated, then that's a, a way to get out of the mandate. If 80% of the population in the county is vaccinated, that's a way to get out of the mandate. Or if the transmission rate is low to moderate or a rolling average of two weeks or 14 days, that's a way to get out of the mandate they had came up with these rules. They're referring to them as off ramps. And then they tossed it back to the counties and said, okay, we'll get back to us when you meet any of these things. Um, So a couple local counties like Frederick County have met those requirements. Um, Anne Arundel County met one of the requirements. You only have to meet one of the three per MSDE's analysis. This week, Anne Arundel County met one of the off ramps and their school board voted to make masks optional. And so we have been advised by FCPS that we also meet one of the off-ramps in that 80% of our eligible population is vaccinated. And so they are going to take a vote next week on Wednesday about whether or not we can use that off-ramp. Hopefully they're going to make the right decision. I know that for myself, for my organization, Moms for Liberty of uh, the Frederick County Chapter, we don't want, you know, no masks. We want it to be choice. We want mask optional. We want the students and the parents to make the choice. Our organization is about parents, parents' rights, and parents know best what's for their children. Um, And so if a a parent feels their child should still wear a mask, that's entirely up to that 
child and that parent. But for those of us who feel like it, our ch- children are better off not wearing masks, we want that option. And that's what we specifically would like the FCPS Board of Education to vote for on Wednesday. Let's go ahead and take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to have Cindy Rose, who's running for the Board of Ed, and we'll have um, her view on this. She's been an activist as a mama bear and somebody who has stood up against the Board of Ed more than once. So we'll have her point of view. You're listening to Success Happens, and I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now, Dianovich and Associates, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Jamie Brennan and Cindy Rose. Cindy, welcome to Success Happens. It's great to have you on with us. Can you please give me your background, but also why are you running for the Board of Ed? So my background is that I am a mom of five children, three of which have already graduated Frederick County Public Schools. I am a retired paralegal, so I'm all for justice and I'm totally a patriot. And I believe in parents having the right to dictate what happens in their own child's life and in their education. So I've always had a problem with the way FCPS kind of pushes down the parents' rights and elevates special interest group rights. And that's why I'm running again on the slate, the education not indoctrination slate with Nancy Allen, Olivia Angolia, Mark Chuanides, and myself. Because you need four people to affect change in Frederick County. And I didn't want to have to go in there and fight the union. So we decided to go in there as a big group to be able on day one to start making effective changes for constitution loving parents and staff members who believe that we should be running the school systems, not special interest groups. Tell us what your thoughts are on what's been happening with this unmask, mask, unmask, you know, off ramping and nonsense such as it is. Well, I noticed the one Thing that is not part of their off-ramp is natural immunity. Why aren't we counting that at all? How many people in our community already have natural immunity? Why do we have to have 80% vaccination rate? Why aren't we saying how many people have had it so they have a natural immunity and therefore don't need to have the vaccination? I have an issue with how we got the mask mandate here in Frederick County. Dr. Albin, if everybody remembers correctly, uh, in July of the 2021 year, she arbitrarily on her own without any legal authority to do so said, our students will start wearing face masks when we come back to school in August. She doesn't have legal authority to do that, but our board of education allowed her to do that. And there were no meetings. There was no uh, transparency as the school board member said, this is the reason why we're waiting till February the 23rd. I am told by board members, the sitting board members now, that we're waiting till the 23rd because they want to make sure they follow the Open Meetings Act. They want to have transparency. They want to have parents be able to come and make public comment and weigh in on, on what's happened. Why do we have to weigh in on freedom? They all of a sudden put the mask mandate in. Why can't they all of a sudden take the mask mandate out? I would probably guess they would say what well, MSDE said. We have to. Therefore, we have to. But MSDE is not the legislative body in this state, neither is the committee who decided to go ahead and say we need a mask mandate. So the policies and procedures that they say they want to follow aren't really the policies and procedures that they are legally required to follow. Our Board of Education, it's my argument, at any time can say we're done with the mask mandate. 
We are now going to make it the parent and employee's choice. If you want to wear one, please, by all means, wear one if that's what your family has decided is best for you. It's your medical decision. And by the way, a face mask is a medical device. So there are lots of arguments to be made about um, they don't have a license to practice medicine. So therefore, how can they make you wear a medical device on your face all day long? So I'm totally against the whole, you know, we're going to arbitrarily just say you have to wear it, but we don't have the same power to withdraw it instantly. We have to wait a whole nother week now to do this. They're hiding behind other agencies. This is what our Board of Education does. They, they, there's a rule out there that they don't want to follow. They say someone else is making them follow it. And that's just not the truth. That's If they believe that, they're misinformed. It's not only not the truth, it's not leadership. Right. This has been my argument throughout this whole thing. And you could argue, and I have, that the governor didn't provide leadership. The governor provided followership. And he provided, you take the lead on this, so I don't have to policy. And I am certain that the people who voted for him didn't sign up for that. So we have to be willing to expect our leaders to perform leadership. And when you look at the notion that 80% eligible, which is in and of itself a wonky number because they're now trying to say five-year-olds are eligible, it's it's a moving target. But when you talk that 80% are eligible have have been vaccinated, I find that absolutely shocking given the issues with the vaccine. Right. The VAERS report, which we know the numbers are being budged. Okay. So they're cooking the books on the on the numbers. Okay. That's what we used to call it in crime, right? Cooking the books. Yep. Now they're cooking the books on the data. And when you look at 80% are vaxxed on something that 0.003 people die from, you know, and none of it makes any sense. So what is the big push for vaccinating our youth? That's coming next, okay? That's coming next. Make no mistake, they are coming after our kids with the jab. There's lots of money to be made on those vaccinations. The more people you have that must be mandated to take it and If anybody has been paying any attention to the financial disclosure forms that our candidates must file, Brad Young recently bought 200 shares of Moderna stock right before he was going to decide to mandate face masks. And they were talking about mandating staff members take the jab. I have an issue with that. I have an ethical issue with that. Why? Certainly individuals have taken advantage throughout this. I mean, you could look at um, individuals in the commercial real estate market taking advantage of the downturn and so forth and the crushed businesses and the open real estate. So there's a whole bunch of people who are benefiting. Go ahead, Jamie, you have something you want to say. Well, I just, um, you know, that all these policies and, um, you know, Chowdhury, uh, the, um, the superintendent uh, had, Maryland State Superintendent had said it, and even our own board said it, when they were challenging, when we were in there every other week challenging the test or vax to play policy because we felt like it was unfair and discriminatory. And every board meeting, our group was there fighting against that. Um, The night that we happened to be there 
and they voted on it, basically snuck it in on the agenda, didn't give time for public comment because there had been very big public comment in the- What was the specific vote that they snuck in? What did they sneak in? They um, snuck in a vote to vax that players on sports teams for the spring sports had to be vaccinated or they had to test weekly in order to play. And our group had serious concerns about that because you know, how are you going to protect the medical privacy of students? How are you going to make sure when everybody's seeing them get tested? Um, how are you going to make sure that um, that they are not necessarily coerced um, into vaccination and things like that? If, the, if their parents have decided that that's not the most medically um, preferable choice for them or medically responsible choice for them. And just, you know, opening the children up to you know, discrimination, et cetera, et cetera. And so we had fought this on a regular basis. But the night that they voted on this policy without giving the public input that they so desperately want this time, right? They 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 made a motion and they voted with, with five other people basically in the room. Um, with no notice that this was on the agenda, that they were voting on a vax or test to play policy, they made a motion and they voted on it. And a couple of the board members were very, even though they were kind of approving of the, the, the vote, they did not necessarily like the language that Mr. Bass had made the motion. And they questioned them, oh, could we soften this? Could we, could we talk about it another way so people understand they can test? or they can vax, you know? And he's like, no, I think, you know, we, we should not be shy about the idea that we are encouraging vaccination with this. And no, <laughs> you know, I don't need the school FCPS encouraging vaccination with a, you know, a product that's still um, on an EUA for my children. I don't need anybody encouraging that. I don't need, I certainly don't need FCPS putting that kind of pressure on our students. Um, and that's just evidence of how, where they are and where they've been with this all along. Let me say this, that when they have Elmo out there advertising, marketing, and otherwise uh, tempting and creating this world of, isn't it cool to get vaxxed? What child isn't going to think that's like candy? It's the notion of uh, playing like they did in cigarettes to children. I mean, it's the same stuff. And I've spent my life in marketing and advertising. And I know how to reach a consumer. And you want to reach kids? Use Elmo. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Success Happens, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today... Jamie Brennan and Cindy Rose. You know, one thing we may want to look at is what's going on in the legislative area that may be coming at us. And I can certainly reach out to some of the legislators and get their feedback. But I suspect you guys are watching some of this as well. It's very important if you're listening today that you get activated and call legislators. 
I believe, Jamie, you mentioned there's a bill coming up about the passport. Yes. Um, uh, Senator Rosa Pepe is proposing it. It hasn't made it out of committee yet. And it is to align the Maryland vaccination records, the electronic records, in a way that they can be used specifically for a vaccine passport. So it is the precursor to be able to have a vaccine passport, because in order to do that, obviously, anybody has to be able to uh, verify and check our vaccine records. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to jump in on that. So that is simply outrageous. The notion that our medical information is private is apparently out the window. Mm -hmm. If I have to present to you proof that I've done something that I may or may not want to do that relates to my personal health, it's no longer private. Now, I know having had Jeff Barkey, Dr. Barkey on, he said if somebody comes to your door and they were doing it in California where he is, he called them the brown shirts. If the brown shirts come to the door, one, don't answer the door. Another thing you can do, and I posted on my, my property, do not trespass. No solicitation. You can do that. And if they do, you can have them arrested. The third is if they break through and they get to your front door and you do answer the door, don't answer the question. If you don't answer the question, you are protected. If you answer the question, you're giving them voluntarily the information. It is outrageous. Now, maybe they aren't paying attention in Maryland to what's going on around the world <laughs> where people are saying, oh, H-E-L-L, -L, no. That's not happening in our country because they're fed up. So is Maryland just unconscious or are they just behind the times? I, I'm not sure which it is. If you're living in the bubble and you're not in tune with what's going on in the world around this issue, if you think that you're going to bring a passport requirement to Maryland, I would say that every mama, papa, bear and all their relatives are gonna rise up and say, you're crazy. So what do we do, Cindy? What do we do next? The thing is, it's getting the information to them. I think the problem here in Maryland is we're watching the wrong news stations. We're not getting the information that lets us be informed. If not for groups like Jen's, if not for Informed Choice Maryland, if not for Dan Cox being out there raising red flags, a lot of people probably still wouldn't know that these tyrannical type bills even are out there or existing. I don't hear about them in the news. My school system's not sharing them with me, which is a big beef I've always had with them. If it affects the public school system and the students, why can't they share that? They're sharing, you know, Taco Tuesday night with me. I, I think I'd rather know about a bill that may strip me of my parental rights. People just have to become more engaged. And if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that parents have gotten more engaged. And I think that that's a great thing. If, uh, I'm going to hang my hat on hope that, you know, we have come to the realization that we should not have always been trusting government. It's what you and I, Jen, learned when we were younger. They were something that to be a little bit leery of. But Frederick County Public Schools and all school systems have been pushing the government is your protector. Government is the nanny state. Trust government, more government, bigger government. And here's where we are. Bigger government, less personal control, less personal rights. Save the Facebook page, please. It's education, not indoctrination. 
you have to be engaged. That is the only way to, to get out of this. Well, and using our kids for this political maneuvering is disgusting. Extremely. Yes. So I want to thank you, ladies, for your activism and your courage to stand up and and tell the truth. And I want to just close with something. The Department of Homeland Security, which is a federal agency, has recently come out and said that people are spreading misinformation, damaging the reputation, I'm paraphrasing, of the vaccine, harming how people view it, right? This is what they're alluding to. But they're not dealing with and saying the misinformation and the disinformation and the deleted information about the vaccine, the harmful effects of it, the myocarditis, which Mm -hmm. even CDC is now acknowledging, okay? But apparently CNN can't bring themselves to. So we have to be courageous and say, no, 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 Mr. DHS. You people aren't telling the truth. You're not telling people that this is killing kids on the fields. Okay, you want to have your athletes uh, get the jab or get something shoved up their nose twice a week, which could be harmful. Mm-hmm. And and we're supposed to believe that we can trust you with the what's in the best interest of our kids. And I know of a story, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, of a kid who was damaged by the vaccine and lost his scholarship for his athletic you know, mm-hmm. abilities. This is not only killing people, it's changing lives in a very negative way. So, you know, when you look at misinformation, disinformation, and all of that nonsense, we need to start pushing it over to the other side saying, look, DHS, CDC, FDA, you all aren't telling us the truth. And it's time for you to start telling us the truth because we're done with the lies. Closing thoughts? Uh, Parents need to start pushing back. Don't be afraid to challenge your school system. Just because they tell you something is the truth doesn't mean it's the truth. Their job is supposed to be protecting your children, but right now it seems to be protecting their reputations. I think that's they're in the, we're going to stand back and hopefully we'll do no harm, but parents push back. Challenge whatever they're telling you, like Jamie's group is doing them, the Moms uh, for Liberty group. They're out there and they're going in there saying, prove Tell us. Tell us why we must do this. What are your statistics? And Jamie? Become an activist. I was a regular old middle class mom with a couple of kids and a career. I have never protested anything in my life. And I've gone to rallies. We're going to some next week. We have a big one in um, Baltimore City outside the MSDE on Tuesday. Um, And I've been, you know, it's time. It is time, ladies. Our children are not going to know the world we knew if we don't stand up. And I've even told my son, you know what? Your your children are going to be wearing that face diaper to school if you guys don't start to stand up. I have a ninth grader. And it's time to get out there. Like, you know, we we need to be out there. If you would like to get involved with Moms for Liberty, please follow us on Moms for Liberty, Frederick County, Maryland. Well, and this goes so far beyond masking. This goes to all sorts of societal pressures that start to define and limit us because we learn to toe a line. And this is communism, guys. 
It is their way of molding and shaping a society to be compliant because they can't deal with us if we're not compliant. So for them to take control over things, it's about being compliant. And, you know, people may say Jen's lost her mind. I don't care anymore. I've talked to too many really smart people who know the issues, who are already saying, and if you go back to the show I just did with Prather, Jeffrey Prather, and with Peter Pry, these are former CIA guys. These are not dummies. And they will tell you we are on a track to communism. They say it in my show. Not my words, their words. So we have to start dealing with the way they're going to do this is through our kids and through our old people and masking and all of the nonsense that comes with do as you're told and don't rock the boat or else. And the or else is I'll knock you in the head. I'll steal your children. I'll pull them by CPS. Anything like that, that starts to threaten your family. And this is what's going on. And people are crushing under the weight of it all. I think people are also coming to the realization, and I've been saying this for 10 years now, it's happening in your local K through 12 classroom. Your public education is definitely indoctrinating your children. We no longer teach to mastery. We don't teach and, and, and dig down into math, science, and reading. We don't teach children to memorize multiplication tables anymore. They're talking critical race theory, white privilege, gender identity. That's their focus. That's why our school systems have become such a dangerous and soul-sucking place to be right now is they're not learning about joy and they're not learning about science. They're learning about white privilege, that you're if you're white, you're born a race. If you're a person of color, you are born being oppressed by the white person that you thought was your friend who's sitting next to you. And then they can't figure out why their student population is is sad and depressed. And they're now they're masking them up while they're telling them they have privilege or that they're oppressed or that their gender uh, identifies who they are or men can be having babies. This is all Marxist ideology being taught in the kindergarten through 12th grade. We give kindergartners woke baby in Frederick County Public Schools. It starts there. Parents need to wake up because it's not going to get better unless you get in there and start believing that these things are actually being taught and do something about it. You just vote for a better board of education, not a progressive one. It is happening across the country that parents are getting involved and they're saying, you know what, I'll run for the board of ed. I don't need you people who have been there forever to keep being there forever, I think we're done with you. So I think it's a matter of people like everyday us getting out there and getting involved. And I really thank you also for bringing that to the attention of folks and saying, you know, get involved because if not you, then who? And I'm speaking to the listeners. If not you, who? All right, everybody, this has been a great show. Thank you so much for all you're doing, ladies. Listen next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. for another great show of Success Happens, Blending Business and Politics. And when we look at success, it really is how do you make success happen in the midst of all the chaos and the agendas and the people in, in government and politics right now who do not have your best interest at heart. So it's time for us to start taking control of this situation and getting involved with the Board of Ed and other organizations. God bless you all. Listen, everybody, have a great week. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now, Flamingo Pool Supply and Dianovich and Associates. See you next week.